Good afternoon to you. What's it doing? Is it recording? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's... All right, cool. Well, I've never seen it turn red before. <laughs> we might leave that in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're back with you. Uh, welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. I'm Gerardo Munoz. It's your boy, Kevin Adams. And we are broadcasting live. Back in the studio. Back in Two Dope Studios. It's been a minute. Uh, it's been a minute, and it really looks like it's been a minute. There's a lot of stuff going on in here that we're going to break down in just a minute. <laughs> Uh, today, on today's show, um, we're back for 2018. Yes. Fresh for 2018. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is my second episode of 2018. Oh, stop. It's, it's your first. Stop. Uh, so, uh, take care of the fam. We're gonna, you gotta take care of the fam. Ha- shout out to the fam. Hashtag fam. Family uh, life. Family life. Family man. Yeah, family guy, right? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I'll say it later. Um, so, uh, we're back. It's, it's January, uh, 25th, 2018. Yes. We're in Two Dope Studios and we're coming at you. Uh, we're gonna go over some, uh, Two Dope resolutions. It's a new year. Yes. Um, and as teachers of color, we felt the need to wait 24 days to actually make some resolutions, but that's what we're doing. That's right. We're gonna talk a little bit about, um, our experience with, uh, with, uh, MLK Day, MLK 50. And, uh, we're gonna talk about some things we got going on coming yeah. up. Some yeah. questions. Um, so, uh, join us. Here we are. Here we are. How you been? I've been good. Yeah. I've, I've had a good week. Yeah. I, I had my big field trip. Oh, that's right. It went down. You and a bunch of sixth graders. It was successful. <laughs> Nobody got arrested. Nobody got lost. Nope. Everybody made it home. Yep. So I'm doing good. I'm, I'm just trying to push it to this weekend. Yeah, you know, I hear that. I'm vibing. Yeah. You know, rocking with it. Rocking with it. We're, we're starting our unit on the Indian removal. So looking at cultural conflicts and what happens when cultures come together and having the kids think about their critiques so they can write an argumentative essay about if they were in that position, what would their argument be? How are they going to do it differently? Yeah. And I can't wait to see what this group has. It's just kind of funny to hear you like say that because we now share some students. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So so it's just interesting to hear how that's going to work. Well, that's great. That sounds great. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's man, it's been a crazy week. What about you? What about you? I, man, I don't even really want to talk about my week. What? <laughs> it's like it's been a lot of late nights. Yeah. Um, school budgets are coming out. Oh, and that's so, and so that's always a very emotional Frenzy time, time in of schools. Year. Yep. Um, and uh, and you know, kind of working. So I have this. I don't know, man. I have this interesting. What you, what you here, What's what, on your mind? So these are. This is the day I don't have a plan, right? Talk to me. Uh, and so, like a planning period. I'm here. This is some <laughs> therapy session. Yeah. I just have to tell you what I go through on these Let days. Let me know. So my first two classes, um, like, do you have this happen where you teach one class and you feel like, man, I'm a great teacher. I'm doing so good. Like I'm doing such a good job teaching today. Yes. It's. It's so good, and and, the, awesome and the kids are engaged. Like I had a hundred percent engagement. Yes. They're all into it. It's loud, but it's a good kind of loud, right? And then second period comes in. It's more of the same, right? Yes. Like it's like, man, I, f- I feel so good about myself as good. a teacher right now. Man, third period came, <laughs> and by the end of third period, I was like, man, I did hear that the boys and girls clubs is hiring though. I do. That's <laughs> what we've been talking like, about. Uh, I'm like, maybe, you know, I hear that you get full benefits as a part-timer at Starbucks. Like, it was, like I mean, it's can just you like, drink the Starbucks Kool-Aid? Here, here's the problem. Here's, and, no, and have don't. that great attitude all oh, the time. Man. They're no, like, pro- always on one at Starbucks. Well, here's the thing. I have to complain about Starbucks real quickly. Um, 
There, have you noticed that they do you go to Starbucks? No, I'm just looking at you. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think you. Go. <laughs> no, I don't go. So to one Starbucks. thing, you know how Starbucks used to have like the people they used to have the green shirt and the black pants, and something, the like, that. Something, yeah, like, yeah, that. something like that. Yeah, yeah, the aprons. I remember the aprons. Now we're about to get a whole bunch of like social media. <laughs> no, hate Starbucks is like now, this. this is how they. So, um, well, now they get to just dress down. They get to wear just whatever regular, everyday clothes. It's just casual Starbucks. It's just day. casual Starbucks day every day, right? Every day. <laughs> and it's sorry, I'm channeling my inner Drake. That's right. right. <laughs> but um, but but the thing is that like some people should not be wearing their everyday clothes. <laughs> You're like I'm uncomfortable like, with. Weight. I'm like I'm like I'm like homie. Those jeans, man. That's from like 1992. Like you got to update a l- l- little bit. Maybe, dude, button up that shirt just a little. Like, so I don't know. <laughs> like, no, no hatred to Starbucks, but maybe, maybe y'all gotta, y'all gotta kind of tighten up. You gotta, dress you gotta, code. you gotta, you yeah, put some a little organization. I mean, to we used it. to have coworkers that would come in here looking like they were Ooh. like hanging drywall. Who are you telling? I said used to. Yeah, Who exactly. Not us, of course. <laughs> Not we look us. fabulous, and uh, we look fabulous on the air today. Uh, we do have a slightly abbreviated episode today. Um, again, we we've got people to take care of. You trying to trying to organize some things I'm for trying some to. Children. Take some children some pl- out of the country to Canada. Out of the country to Canada. Man, I'm trying to take some children out of the country to Peru. Peru? And so we're going to see what big. happens there. It is big. I'm jealous, man. Hey, you go into like a, a place that I've like yeah. dreamed about going to. It's been crazy. I've, ne- I've never it. led an international trip before, so uh, oh, it should be, be kind of interesting. So we will be uh, talking pretty briefly about the things uh, you know that, that are on our minds right now. We do, uh, do want to uh, thank everybody who's... Um, who's reached out to us um we've got six reviews on itunes oh no and they're all five stars they said we all have we have five they, stars five stars that's six, five, well okay so i didn't that's re- 30 stars well here's it not that's not really how that works so it's well, like stop it's an average that, of, that's how i'm gonna make okay it so it is to- a total of 30 stars no <laughs> podcast has ever gotten as many stars as we have we have 30 stars 30 stars well we're a 30 star podcast tell your friends that's right that's tell your right. friends uh, no, Take it was that, this I, American life. If I'm being real, though, if I'm being real, I didn't actually read the reviews. Um, just because I just saw it, I was showing a colleague how to find the podcast, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, we have an average five star rating." I'm like, "That's cool," but that must be from uh, from the one that we yeah, had before. Yeah. And then I looked, and I'm like, "Wait, there's six reviews." Uh oh. Six people rated us. And so we're going to look back at that. Uh, do rate us on iTunes if you like what you're hearing. Don't yeah. rate us if you don't like what you're hearing. Yeah, that's that's going right. to bring us down. Yeah. Um, but if you like what you're hearing, rate us on iTunes. It helps others find us um, and it helps us sort of connect. Um, so today we got some stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to get into two dope justice re- resolutions. Do you, uh, do you make resolutions? You know, I don't, I don't really make resolutions, but I do think about, like, ways to do things differently. Yeah. New approaches, you know, things that I, like, want to commit to. But I try not to put that pressure to be like, this is a resolution, <laughs> you, right? You, you want to you commit to things but not maybe do them. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, but have that choice. I have an option. I like choices, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels yeah. good. What well, about you? Do you make resolutions? You know, traditionally I don't, but, man, my life has been hard lately. So it's you're been like... Hard. Like, you know it's bad when the union rep comes up to you and he's like, are you okay <laughs> are you you seem angry are you all right you seem angry i'm like yes i'm angry i'm a i'm a man of I'm, color I'm, living i'm a brown man living in america i am angry what do you think but i do think i so i do think that uh 
you know, so I'm thinking to myself over break because I had a great break. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. once, first break I've had in years. Yeah. So that was really nice. And yes. so, so I made some resolutions, and I'm a little extra, so I made fourteen. Um, <laughs> fourteen. This man just said fourteen. I made fourteen resolutions. I mean, some of them are like there's a bunch that fit under one sort of big umbrella, but for yeah. me, I need specificity. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so I make some resolutions, man. I'm trying to do uh, twenty push-ups and twenty-five squats every morning. Dang. So today is the 25th. You know what that means? Yeah. I hit 500 push-ups today for the there year. There you go. You know what that? You know what that's about? 500 more than I did, did last, last year. year. All <laughs> year long. So so I'm trying to do little things like that and realizing that I have that kind of time. So I don't traditionally do it. I made my advisement do resolutions. Yeah. It's really funny. So if anyone for, I guess, for 2019, <laughs> if anybody's looking for some good uh, materials for helping kids write resolutions, it's actually really great for goal setting and really great for holding themselves accountable. Um, you can go to... Either the Cult of Pedagogy website, yeah. uh, Jennifer Gonzalez, you are dope. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a unit there that you can um, buy through Teachers Pay Teachers. And um, and it's great. It has yep. tracking sheets. It has like a log for kids to kind of go through it. And so I made my advisement do it. They think I'm an idiot, but um, but it's like you're doing this because I'm doing, doing it, it. All that kind of thing. So I thought I thought it'd be good. Yeah. If we talk about if we as a pod cast yes attempt to make a social justice re- resolution i keep on almost social saying, justice revolution i almost say revolution that's my resolution <laughs> to make a social justice revolution that's kind of general though see because a good re- a good resolution has to be specific and it, so you i know, can't keep hey, it like generic hey, be hey, like this year but you know i'm gonna have a good time well you know you have an advice you'd probably be like i'm gonna do better this year this year what does I'm that do better what, what does, does that, that mean? mean how are you gonna know if you did better <laughs> i just <laughs> Do you have a like so so it's almost like a smart goal, right? A smart I'm just goal. kidding, we're not gonna make this a smart goal. But uh <laughs> I love smart goals. So have you had a chance to think about a justice resolution that you would like to make this year? Yeah, I definitely have. I definitely have. Um, he's rubbing his hands together. He's ready to he's ready to just chop it up right now. So my justice revolution resolution. Thank you. <laughs> Both. I got, it's got, like a personal revolution. It's a personal right? revolution. It's like, it's like I'm gonna have a res a revolution Inside as my of resolution. Me. I have a revolution to have a resolution. Do you understand, my brother? Yes. <laughs> brother Minister, Humble. I understand you. All right. So my resolution, my social justice resolution, is to commit to helping students have their voice in my classroom mm. every day mm. so that their voice is heard, that they can feel like this is a space to create activities that allow their voice to come into yep. it. Yep. Because I think that's critical. And sometimes, you know, even me, I can push their voice aside, focus on the agenda and yep. the objective, but I still want yeah, them to you, have you a You were space. just telling me about how you were making your seniors push aside their voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, no, it was great. It was great. I was like, you can cry about it. You can complain because you can't use your phone. You got to go 35 minutes without a phone. That's hard. That's hard. I got to have two 35-minute sessions without a phone. phone. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? These digital natives. I'm like, free yourself. (laughs) That's right. So you are so in the moments when perhaps they may use their freedom um, in ways that aren't beneficial to them. You are also resolving, I hear, um, to help them find their freedom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm, 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 it makes me think of Denzel in um, in uh, 
in uh, The Great Debaters yeah. when he says, I am here to help you find and keep your righteous mind. That's right. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And sometimes I got to get aggressive with Sometimes, it. sometimes. It's funny. Sometimes. I've been more aggressive with the seniors than I have with the sixth grade. I had a sixth grader tell me that he really liked when I yelled at the class. And first of all, I want to make it really clear to everybody out there, our almost 300 followers on Facebook were at 298. Get us there. Come on, y'all. Get us two, some likes. Wait for the last two. Get y'all. up to three hundred. Also, shout out to at Pizza Bella, um, who's our one hundredth Instagram follower. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the gram, she following us on the gram, and she told me she's like, guess what? I'm your hundredth follower. There you and go. That was dope. So, um, so there that's cool. Go. So, um, so uh, what was I even talking about? We were talking about our resolutions. Resolutions. So, so that's that's one. Yeah. Right? So, do I have to have more than one? Nah, but you sort of stumbled into two. Yeah. So now you're gonna help and keep. You're going to help your students find and keep their righteous minds. Yes. And you're going to help find their help them use their voices. Help them use their voices. Right. I, I want to hear and from them every day. And you're going to provide, yeah, and you're going to provide a space for them to to um to use their their student voice. That's the goal. All right. So how are we going to know that you met this goal? How are you going to check in with yourself? You Is know, this going to be a daily log? Is this going to be a? So I what think do? I might try He's, to keep the look the, on his face. Is this, like what this, did I just now get he just put me into in pressure, y'all. <laughs> this, this man is so serious. I got my pad right here. He's like, oh, <laughs> I like, have a contract for you to be, sign because I actually do have a uh, tracker for this you. This is part of your SLO <laughs> additional, your second one. Yeah, you have to do another one. So That's no, right. you know, I think I'm going to monitor and ask myself the critical question at the end of class. Yep. Am I letting kids talking? Am I hearing the voice? And I might even ask my kids once a week. You know, did I do a good job? Yeah. And share that resolution with them. So, like, yep. when you say you open up with your resolutions to the class, yep. that's that way of holding accountable. Yep. This is my goal. This is my goal. And the other resolution that I've been telling them is I'm going to give them the education they deserve. Mm. I'm going to give them mm. the education they deserve. Yes. Because I've been telling them all, you deserve the best education yep. possible. It doesn't matter where you come from, where you grew up. What your background is, what your religion is, what you look like, how you put your clothes on in the morning. <laughs> if you put your clothes on in the nah, morning. Nah, nah. Put your clothes put on your... in the morning, children. Put your clothes <laughs> yeah, on in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Please. But, um, but again, yeah. I'm going to give them what they deserve. All right. Because they, right. they are too special, too unique, too important. And, and can I get one more? You can't see. He made fun of me. This is how you get to fourteen. By the <laughs> you way. Get to 14 this is how you get to fourteen. Like, wait, now that I'm thinking I'll about put it, I'm gonna cap on it at three. Because <laughs> right. lucky number three. I, th- I think that was three. I was think that this three? is your fourth one. I'm gonna tell. Well, you're, you're not counting the one that I'm counting. I'm putting them together. Okay. Those okay. Together. Okay. Okay. You have an umbrella. You said. So I, I do have, have an, an umbrella. umbrella. I do have an umbrella. That's. But I want to tell them that they're important and special. Every day, I want my kids to know. That they are valuable. Yeah. And that that they are, uh, like, quote my man Boots Riley, they're gold mines. <laughs> gold yeah. mines. And I ain't letting anybody deplete, deplete you, you. Especially not even yourself, because sometimes we pull ourselves off. Yeah, that's you know true. That's true. Sometimes we uh, collaborate on our own demise. For that's sure. right. That's right. Um, yeah. I, no, that's great. Um, that The challenge is when they're acting a fool, and you have to say, okay. But, but I think that's a good way to address it. Listen. I value you, I respect you, I care about you, and that's why you and I need to talk right now. You're important and special. Yep. I'm yep. not letting you. And I told him, it, it would be wrong of me to let you not do what you have to do. Right, right. It's, it, that, that is me being yeah. complicit in a system of oppression. Well, well th- think about it. Like, how many times, like, as a young person going through our schooling system, were you kind of allowed to skate by a little bit, or you were kind of let off the hook on certain things? That's right. Um, 
And then you look back and you're kind of like, man, I wish I wish that teacher or I wish somebody would have like called me out when I yeah. did this thing when I was and and it doesn't even need, need to be an egregious thing. I did plenty of egregious things in yeah. my in my early years, but but also like I think I think the worst thing I did to myself was neglect myself. Yeah. I, I neglected the the opportunities that I had in front of me. Yeah, I was a young man of color going to a school that was predominantly white, but um but I had opportunities in front of me and I needed somebody to help me like make those a priority in my yeah. life and so i like i hear you where you coming from there for sure yeah and i go back to my own experience and i didn't have anybody pushing me you know for the most part other than my parents yeah right and and when it's your parents you take it a certain way <laughs> yep. but when you're hearing it from other people outside of your house you're like okay i yeah. can and and you know i think that's important pushing to do stuff that you you never expected yep. and i think that's, that's the right. most valuable i want to hear kids more tell me you got me to do something I never thought I could do. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, Ye yesterday was uh, National Compliment Day. Yes. Um, and so, and you love it when, you wa when you're like, you know, watching the weather. And then on, on Nine News, they, they say that and you're like, I just got a 30-minute lesson plan for advisement today. Thank you. And so we did this exercise and I, and I recommend it if you have like an advisement or a homeroom or, or a particular group. Um, that is together for reasons that go beyond the academic. Yep. And so what I did is I made them all get a piece of construction paper and write their name on the top and tape it to the wall. And what they and their classmates all had to do was walk around and write a real compliment to that person um, that is specific to that person. So you can't be like, man, you cool, bro. You cool, bro. You cool. You like, cool. You, I like your shoes. <laughs> you fly. And so I, so I modeled some good ones. And it was cool. It was, it was like... They didn't even want to do the next thing. We, we had to do some SAT prep. Yes. And, like, it was hard to get them transitioned into that because they were reading their posters. It was really they cool. They were like, what do so, people like about So I had a student uh, give me a, a thank you card. And what she wrote was that just thank you for always believing me, believing in me and pushing me to do more. Yeah. Um, and this is a student who's not always had the most academic success, not always been the most assertive. And sometimes you feel like... Am I setting this kid up for something that they can't handle, right? Yeah. Um, but to get that note back um, that this child has found a way to push herself um, through my voice has been really cool. Well, you never know what you're capable of. Yeah. You never know until until you push yourself. Yeah. And then you're like, wow. Yeah. I never thought I could do something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a compliment great. a day late. Oh, Okay. He doesn't trust me. He oh, thinks all right. He he thinks I'm gonna give him a backhanded Let's compliment. Let's hear what this is, like, people. Like, man, you're not as stupid as I thought you were. <laughs> not like that. So the comp, so the compliment I give you, man, and um, you you are the unfortunate person who has to see me in some of my weakest moments, which those are the moments that follow staff meetings, and uh, and I just have to compliment you for being able to be positive and funny and real. Um, and not let me kind of go off into the darkness. And uh, so I really appreciate that. Even if I don't show it, even, even if it seems like I'm still in that darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, it's, 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 a little it's darkness helpful. never hurt anybody. No, it's, a, it's true, but too much darkness, man, you get swallowed up. Yeah, you know? now you sound like Charlie Murphy. Let's talk about Rick James. Talking about the darkness. Dark, darkness. <laughs> What's the, or the intro on uh, Black Star. <laughs> man, man, there's some darkness there's over there. There's some darkness. <laughs> well, let me give you a compliment. Oh, okay. Let me give you okay. a compliment. All right, all right. So, you are one of these dudes that that it constantly astounds me with your frankness, your honesty, <laughs> oh god, your 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 willingness to say what's on your mind, okay. and and 
you know, I love that about you. I, I love that, that you can be that. you. It, it's it's the coolest thing to watch, and I I just you're always sparking me with and impressing me and really pushing me to be more. We've frank had some we've had some honest. off air conversations, you know. But I just love it. I yeah. love it, and and you're willing to express vulnerability, and it's something that I've learned from you, mm. and it, it's it's really powerful, you know, for me. And I I, I don't know if that. I tell you, you that. But it's one of the things that I love about. Oh you. man, thank you. You know, it's funny because I used to I used to feel really afraid of of kind of speaking my mind on mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. Um, because you know when when you're in teaching you just don't know who is going to make mad and what that's going to cost you career wise and now you have a family that you're trying to support, support. and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, which is not to say I don't care about my family anymore, but um, <laughs> but I also think, <laughs> I think that I think that um, I th- I think for me like. I've just learned to kind of trust myself a little bit more. Like I'm not right about everything, but no, neither is anybody. That's right. And uh, no, I appreciate that shout out. Uh, my justice re- resolution. I yes. almost said revolution you almost too. Said revolution Man, too. we gotta we gotta think about this justice revolution thing. Making a hashtag. Um, I hashtag think, justice revolution. Exactly. I, I think the first thing um, is to be a stronger advocate for all kids. Yeah. Um, because you know how you know what it's like. That sometimes you get caught in um, some tensions between other adults in the building and students. Yep. And like, and it's easy to get caught up in the complaining about kids thing, you know, that kind of thing. And you and I will complain about kids. Like, it'll happen. Yes, yeah. Because they, they just never cease to amaze us That's sometimes. right, that's right. Um, but I think, I think, um, I think I have to recognize that my perspective is unique on some of these things and maybe it's a perspective that somebody needs to hear because it doesn't sound like everybody else's perspective. Um, I think the other thing, I guess I got two more education related resolutions. Yeah, yeah. Man, we're up to like 17 now. I have to start <laughs> tracking these. Um, my planning has to be better, dog. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's gotten better. Um, I want to shout out uh, the 40-hour workweek teacher. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. It's uh, Angela Watson and her terrific site. If you have been thinking about putting a little bit of money into that. Uh, it's actually very much worth it. I've created some processes that are starting to kind of take shape. So yep. organization and planning is like a big thing I need to do. And I'm doing it for the kids. Yeah. Because I realize that when I'm feeling good about where I am, like it's much easier to work with them and it's much easier to help them get from point A to point B and much easier for them to feel really confident. Because I think the thing that we don't recognize is that when we let the planning piece fall off and we're not intentional about how we're going to move kids forward in their learning, um, that creates a deep sense of insecurity with them. Yep. So I've got these this two these two sections of brilliant AP World History kids um, who are so smart. I wish they could see what I see when yep, I look yep, at them. Yep. Um, but because I had a tough first semester, mm-hmm. like I've undermined a lot of that confidence in what they're doing. And so we're trying to put the pieces back together. Um, but the cool thing is, guys, like kids are flexible. So they are. when you get on point, they'll come with you. That's right. Um, and they'll adjust quickly because they're young and they can and they can go with it. And they they're want flexible, you to, they're willing to. They want you to. They may complain about it, but they want you to hold them accountable. That's right. Um, that's exactly and, uh, right. So, so that's the thing I want to do for my kids is just make sure that when they walk in, things just feel natural, like it's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I feel like I do a lot of student voice. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, we were talking about school policies as a way of studying yeah. document-based questions. I heard. I heard that conversation. Ooh, we had a lot of um, lot of feelings yes. about school policies, which was kind of cool. Uh, so we'll have to chop that up sometime. That was really interesting. Um, Definitely. So what we would love for you to do is uh, is tweet at us 
Yeah. Graham at us, Facebook at us, email at us. Um, what are your two dope resolutions right. for this uh, second semester as we're about to hit February? Um, you know, what are you looking at getting into uh, this next uh, few months and, you know, stuff of your life? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We want to hear what y'all are doing because we know y'all are doing amazing stuff. Yep. At Two Dope Teachers, both Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook, email. Um, so you had another question on your mind. You finally texted <laughs> it to me this morning after three days of like... Uh, I'm saying of, I was. Saying, Yo, I got so this here's thing. the funny thing. Like I laid down in the bed last night <laughs> and I was like, I didn't send it. <laughs> I was like, should I get up now? And I was like, why would I get out of bed to send this man this stuff? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, so I sent it first thing when you I did. got up. You did. Got it sent over. But so here's that my was good. question. It broke up my panic attack, so, so that was kind of nice. So those of you who listened to the episode, uh, our MLK remixed episode, remixed? unfortunately, I apologize, people. I wasn't there. I was taking care of the fam. They're like, where's day. Kevin? Where's Kevin? You're the star of this thing, man. They, yeah. I, I show up, and they're kind of like, oh, well, where's Kevin, though? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but where's Kevin, though? But I appreciate that. I'm glad. It's good to know that you're missed. You yeah, know, you they miss wonder. you. They miss you. Sometimes It'd be you worse if up. somebody was like, oh, there's two of you? Yeah, there's yeah, you're <laughs> like, Who's the other one? Who's the other one? <laughs> I thought it was just you. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, but so I was listening to that episode. Shout out to those Hinkley High School kids. The oh, Ames, man. The safe. Ames and safe. And y'all some bad boys and girls. Oh, y'all doing men and women. Y'all doing big things. And I've been promising these young kings and queens that I that I was gonna tweet out like some of the great quotes I had. Um, our man Calvin was looking over my shoulder while I was checking <laughs> you, quotes. Checking <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and he was being quotable for sure. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I got some good lines from that episode. Oh, man. But one of the things that I heard that came up in the discussion, I can't remember who brought it up. Was, you know, I think the kids mentioned that they have teachers who meet their needs or understand where yeah. they're coming from, yeah. but they don't lower the expectations. Yep. And so I had a big question that I I think I've bounced around with all the time and that I'm thinking about as a teacher of color, you know, as I'm critiquing my own practice, is what's the difference between meeting kids' needs and giving them what they need and lowering the standard? Right. Lowering the bar. And so I think this is something that I always wrestle with. You know, I It's almost like where do those two ideas collide with each other? Where do they effectively cancel each other out? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm I'm the type of teacher that has always consistently thought that I I I tend to maintain high expectations. Yeah. But what does that mean? Yeah. What what is that high expectation really mean? You know, because we say this, I have high expectations, right? Does that mean I expect every student to get an A? Right. Does that mean I expect every student to be on point constantly? Yeah. Right? Does that mean kids will not talk unless I tell them to talk? Does it mean they always have a pencil? Does it mean they always have a pencil? Does it mean you're always on time? Yeah. Does it mean you turn your homework every mm -hmm. time? Or does it mean that I expect the best from you every time you come through my door right. and put forth effort. And I can also acknowledge that life happens. Yeah. And sometimes I got stuff that goes on that I have to deal with yeah. and that interferes with my ability of performing at my highest level. Yep. Right? And so, I don't know. I was just wondering, you know, what are your thoughts about yeah, that I question? Think it, that, that is interesting because I think like a lot of educators, I feel like I've... I found myself on kind of a continuum, of, you know, in regard to this question, because I think, um, I think that the the kind of quick and dirty 
sort of way of teaching cultural responsiveness yeah. is that before you scold a kid, before you come down on a kid, before you judge a kid, understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And I think as I sort of started working into that space of cultural responsiveness, because teachers of color, we need to be culturally responsive. Absolutely. Too, and Absolutely. we need to be culturally competent and we need to we need to be reflecting on anti-racist praxis ourselves because that was the other thing you were going to ask about in a little yep, bit. Yep, yep. Um, and so for me, I think I think it's such a delicate balance and I think it changes daily. I think what one kid can bring you one day as their best um, is is beyond what they may bring another day. That's and, that, right. and it might be because that other day they didn't sleep or they didn't get breakfast or they had a fight with a parent or an argument with a significant other or whatever. It can be... Lar and because that was one thing that really resonated with what Nia said on the panel, yeah, where she said, you know, sometimes like there are big social political dynamics that are getting to me, and sometimes I'm just in a bad mood. It's just and me. Sometimes being a teenager. Sometimes it's not me being a black teenager; it's me being a teenager, yeah. and me like just being frustrated, like right then. And so I think a lot of it does really come down to. Um, you know, and, and again, we hear this all the time, right? How do we leverage these positive relationships uh -huh. for student success? Because I think what we see um, with uh, the temptation is to just leverage the, po the positive relationship. And, you know, if the kids like you, then that's then that's good. That's good. Well, great. Um, but if they like you, they'll do anything for you. That's right. Right. And so I think I think I think it becomes all about the way that we address this with kids where we can say, listen, where are you at today? Like, what's going on? Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. um, okay, um, I'm going to ask you to do the best you can, mm -hmm. but I understand that your best today may not be what it was the other day. Um, and then you sort of have to be patient with the process. You acknowledge the thing that they do. We uh, share a little sixth grader in common who frequently comes into the room in a really bad mood yes. and doesn't want to do work. Yes. And, and this individual uh, puts their head down and complains for like the first five minutes. And if you wait a little bit, this individual will start working. Yes. Um, so I think sometimes it's about giving that child room to breathe. And then when it looks like they're breathing okay, you come down and you say, okay, hey, listen, I understand this wasn't a great day for you. I'm going to give you an extension. I'm going to allow you time to work on this. I'm going to ask you to come in and talk to me at lunch about this assignment because it always becomes about your academic success. You know, I'm really sorry that that thing happened. You must be really frustrated that it took you off your, your school game. Yep, yep. Um, but let's get you back on that horse. You know, I'm here. And I like that because it's it's acknowledging what they're going through. Yep. It's honoring their truth yep. and their experience. But it's saying, look. We have a priority, yeah, right. And our priority is to get the work done, right? <laughs> do you do you remember in uh, remember the Titans when uh, when uh, when Coach Boone tells Ronnie Bass he has to go play quarterback? Yep, yep. And he says, and and he says, but Co Coach, I'm I'm not ready. I can't do the what was he? I could, he yeah, do the, some, um, I can't remember. Uh, There's something he couldn't. He couldn't do the bootleg. Yeah, he couldn't yeah, do the right, bootleg. Right, right. And and he's and and he says, son, when I was your age, I lost my mother and my father. In the same month, 14 brothers and sisters, and they were all looking to me. And so he goes on the field, and his coach says, 14? He's like, okay, 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, like, like sometimes you can tap that inner coach Boone yeah. to say, man, when I was your age, this thing happened to me. It was crazy. And here's how I tried but to get I through it. But I had to get through it. I tried to get through it. Maybe I can help you through, like, my experience. Right. And high expectations to me 
isn't always showing up academically. Yeah. Right? Sometimes it's just showing up. Yeah. It's being there. It's getting through, like you said, those tough experiences. Yeah. It's learning how to advocate for yourself. Yeah. High expectations means I'm not going to give up. Yeah. I'm not done. Yeah. It'll never stop. I had a student today, and she wrote, I wasn't listening to you on her exit ticket, <laughs> and I didn't read. <laughs> oh. Right? <laughs> but the last thing, before I even read her exit ticket and saw that she had said that, I said, you have to do a better job. Yeah. You can, she is capable of more. Yeah. But I want to see her succeed, and I keep reminding her, if I don't let you succeed, if I hold you back, yeah. or if I don't pressure you, I'm hurting you. And I love you and care about you way too much yeah. to not let you succeed. Yeah. So you might have fallen back today, but I'm still coming yeah. back. I, it's, it will <laughs> never stop. I'm the broken record. Yeah. Well, you, it's funny, you know, to the broken record thing, like, it, it's true, we the, we don't know what's going to resonate with kids, we don't know what's going to stick with them for yeah. life, we have to keep on saying it, because how many times have you looked back on your education and said, man, me and that teacher, we were, oh, we were fighting every day, but they were right. Miss Franz. And they didn't quit on me, they didn't quit on me, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put mine on blast. Because uh, I don't know that that relationship ended up that well. <laughs> um, uh, but um, no, it's interesting because I got kind of reflective there for a minute as you were as you were explaining that when you talked about if we don't if we don't find a way to continue to attempt to teach the lesson um, that comes out of this, and we kind of hurt them. I have a I have a student currently who got in a lot of trouble for for something. And as this individual's advisor, I have not addressed it. Yeah. And it didn't happen on my watch. Yeah. Yeah. It was between this student and another faculty yep, and yep. this other kind of thing. But it's a really big deal. And I've not addressed it with this student. Um, and part of it has been we have a really good relationship. I might be the only person in the building that this student, student has, has a good, a good relationship, relationship with. with. And so I'm kind of walking on eggshells. But at the same time, that's my opportunity to sit with that student and say, hey, listen, you and I have something we need to talk about, and I, I'm practicing with you. Yes, I, that's what I knew. And I you know. are, and you are an individual that I care about with a holy intellect, who has incredible charisma and um, and potential in this world. And I need you to know that because you and I have to have a really hard conversation yeah. right now. And uh, and we'll see kind of where it goes. But as you kind of said that, I'm like, you know, that's a place where I have neglected. Not neglected. I've avoided having a very tough conversation because mm -hmm. I don't want to hurt the relationship. But at the same time, what is the relationship for? If we can't have the hard conversation. What is the relationship for? And, you know, I would say that it always has to come back to the academic because we're the teachers, right? Um, it doesn't mean that it, it stays with the academic, but it does mean I get it. How do I help you succeed? Yeah. Do you need a place to do homework? Do you need me to call mom and pretend you have detention so you can stay and do homework? That's right. Do you need me to write you something so you don't go and hang out with your friends who get you in trouble? Um, do you need me to be a collaborator in you, a co-conspirator, co-conspirator in your education? That's right. And I think that's um, I think that's an important point to make. Um, so the other point that came up, and you know, we're we're needing to you know move things along for for time. Yeah. The other thing you came up, yeah. you you uh, talked about was uh, the anti-racist teacher. Do you yes. want to speak to that a yeah. little bit? Yeah. So um, <coughs> this is something that you're always talking about, but uh, you know, this thought of what is an anti-racist teacher? What is it? Is it the teacher who says, "Hey, y'all, I'm not racist. <laughs> I know Black rap. History Month. I can rap. I teach about Rosa Parks." <laughs> <laughs> Not the real Rosa Parks. 
But I just tell you that she sat down one day. Yep. She, she just decided she was she tired. She was tired. Yep. And she sat down. And she said, I'm not moving to the yeah. back of the bus. Yeah. And it was it was a coincidence, but I'm not crazy racist. that it happened. I've yeah. got black friends. Yep. I listen to Drake. <laughs> Don't. I like Wayne. Man, y'all, oh, I like oh, Lil Wayne. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I like Yeah. I'm not even you gonna know, go there. I'm not, but... I love Mexican food. Right. <laughs> love the Mexicans. I love them. <laughs> yeah. Trump eats taco balls. Yep. And this is, he does, in Trump Tower. They, in Trump, you know what he They says? have the best, the best Taco, Taco Bells. Bells. Best Taco Bells. Not Bells. Bells. Um, <laughs> or, or whatever. Or Bells. Or Bells. the same thing. No, yeah, so so this gets a, a deep question, and books have been written about this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, um, I think the other thing to think about is kind of the, like... You know how it is when you've been working with a curriculum for a certain amount yep, of time? Yep. Like the first time you work with it, you're just trying to like get it. Yep. You're just trying to get, okay, uh, I'm supposed to teach about the Colombian Exchange. We're going to do the Colombian Exchange. Here it goes. Um, but then the more time you spend with a curriculum, the more you can kind of drill deeper into it mm -hmm. and like start seeing the nuances and the layers and that kind of thing. Um, and so to me, I think the, I think anti-racist praxis is all about progressively trying to dig deeper into um into your work and so like i don't even aspire to be an anti-racist teacher yeah i aspire to be an intersectional teacher yeah because i think in terms of addressing issues of race in the classroom and being willing to call those things out mm -hmm. um i feel like i'm in a good space with yep, that yep but there's also gender issues to which i am blind huge gender there is issues. patriarchy that yeah. i i definitely call out it was really funny my my uh, ap world history class was all excited because i said you know the thing is that if you're ever asked to write about social changes and continuities in a time period you can always write about patriarchy yeah because yeah. it's either a change or a continuity it's that's right. it's there that's right um and so like but i th but i think like i think it's all about okay what am i doing right now that, and it, maybe this is a simpler way to think about it. We had an anti-bias training a while back yes, ago. Yes, The most interesting 35 minutes of our life. Um, <laughs> yep, uh, most interesting. <laughs> You're just like, I'll just stop there. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think, the, I think the, the, the sort of what some of these trainers view as the most efficient way to deal with this is anti-bias training, yeah, right? Yeah. To say, well, what you really need to do is recognize your biases and recognize that you have biases and recognize that there's implicit bias and explicit bi bias. Bias, what is wrong with me speaking today? <laughs> I got you, I got you. Okay, we got revolutions and bias. And bias. Um, and, and so what it asks us to do is to reflect within ourselves and saying, well, I, but how many people are willing to honestly say to themselves, well, you know, I've never really trusted black guys. They're not going to say that out <laughs> they loud. Won't. They won't say that to themselves, and they certainly won't say it out loud. So my my feeling is the easier way to look at it is through my behaviors today, what, what have I done to either disrupt or reinforce systems of domination? Yeah. And that can be anything. It could be the way I talk about my life partner could be reinforcing um, a heteronormative mindset on – a group of kids who don't live in that world, yeah. you know, and don't see their world affirmed. So that's what I kind of look at. What do you look at when you look at... You know, when I think about it, I love your point about being that intersectional teacher, 
Because I think, you know, a lot of the racist stuff we deal with. We deal yeah. with it. Yeah. But it's that intersectionality. Or, or we don't see it. Or we don't see it. Because we're teachers of color and the things that maybe kids would be comfortable saying in front of they a don't white teacher. They don't say it. They in won't our say it. They won't they say won't it in our say room. It or they'll put it down and at the blame very someone least, else. They'll yep. try to hide it. Because at the very least, they'll just be like, well, they'll get mad. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't, I don't want to be seen as racist. Yeah, exactly. This exactly. Teacher. But, you know, I think that intersectional stuff. And so it's. It's points that I'm making. So I remember I was talking to my seniors. Yeah. And uh, we were having a conversation. Gotta love them. And I was talking about uh, integrity (laughs) and questions. And I said, you know, we we talk about integrity. And I said, and and I got real serious, you know, and quiet and said, you know, it means something because when these men are behind closed doors in Hollywood and positions of power mm. and they feel like mm. they have the right yep. to treat women however they want. Yep. It's about integrity. It's about how you see yourself, your own truth and what so you live. I got through my notebook. You got to know. And and yeah. I saw it in the um, the girls in my class. They were like, thank you, Mr. Yeah. Adams. You're really <laughs> saying this. Yeah. Because it does go back to it. Or when I hear boys making comments and yeah. I'm like, that's not a conversation that we're having in the classroom. Yeah. yeah. You know, or, or, or people making homophobic statements yeah. or, or, or and uh, transphobic statements, yeah. you know, in the classroom. There was a Twitter thread about this where uh, people were saying, you know, frequently men you know, say they don't know how to respond when their boys are making homophobic or sexist comments. And they and it was this whole thread of things you can say when people make these comments. And one of them was like, that's disgusting, dude. How are you even a person? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's, you know? it's simple stuff. Yeah. And, and it's it's being able to, to call out my own, yeah. right? Uh, my own people, the people around me. Yeah. But bringing those points home. But I think also... It's showing that I respect that space. Yeah. You know, and so if a student comes to me at the beginning of the year and says, I prefer the pronouns they or yep. them or yep. she, yep. I'm using those pronouns yep. as much as yep. possible. Yep. I'm never going to push back and say that I don't believe what you're saying. There's only two genders, which I've heard teachers say yep. to people. And I'm yep. like, you clearly don't understand gender, yeah. first of all. Yeah, and, and second of all, you clearly don't understand this child. That's right. <laughs> because if I if I tell you something you believe is not true, yeah. then I right there I'm disenfranchising you. No, that's you. real. That's real. Right? That's real. And, and, and even that, if child, I have... that child will never forget that. That child will never forget the day they were told that a belief that they live and feel to their core was not a valid belief. That's right. They'll never forget that. And I think that it, it's a thing that happens to kids who are outside of the dominant culture. Yep. Is they are constantly told there's something wrong with the way you do it. Yep. Right? Why you why are you sagging your pants? Yeah. Because that's my style. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, I'm having a flashback to our gang training. You know, but, but again, it, <laughs> yeah. it's this little stuff, but it's really just making sure that kids ultimately can see themselves as human in my room in my presence it's crazy that that's even a thing that we have to say right like um but i'm realizing it doesn't come naturally to everybody like to to like listen to the kids um yeah i don't know like it it doesn't strike me as a special gift force your beliefs like and teachers you know we are we're put in this like we're considered liberal right yeah education this liberal (laughs) bastion yep right Uh, but I hear liberal people always telling, talking about how kids should be. Oh, yeah. How they should behave. Oh, yeah. How they should carry themselves. What words they can say and can't say. There's actually a great uh, blog post on Cult of Pedagogy 
uh, where she, where I don't remember if it's her, if it's, it's someone else that writes it. They basically see, are talking about the danger of the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> and saying that you know, like we have to be careful as teachers because there is a long tradition of us wagging our fingers at kids saying, you know what? The way it's going to be when you grow up, child. So, you know, I heard like one of the coolest things. So, um, you know, the Intercepted podcast. Yes. Jeremy Scahill. So Shout out. Uh, Follow I, us. You got to listen to his most recent episode. I think they might have released a new one today. But with David Harvey, okay. famous Marxist professor, okay. Okay. Uh, father of modern geography. Okay. But David Harvey made this great point. He says, I look at my daughter and her friends, and he's talking about, you know, being a Marxist and looking at issues of intersectionality and yep. and supporting, you know, the trans community yep. and the gay community and really um, understanding Black Lives Matter and why yep. that's important for Marxists today versus just looking at, like, class struggle and the proletariat yep. and that piece is he said it's a bigger picture. And yeah. all of it is leading towards this revolution. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so, but he made this great point. He says, I think the most progressive thing that my daughter and her friends could do is fight to give up, to get rid of our right to vote, our that older generation, <laughs> to take away. Because yes. he says, we're the problem. We are. We're the problem. We are. If you take away our right to vote, then well, a lot and, of stuff is going to change really fast. And that's really the funny fast. thing. And when, you know, I, I, every election this comes up, you know, the city of San Francisco had a had a ballot initiative to, re, to lower the voting age to 16. Yep. And people were like... These kids don't know what they're going to do. They're just going to vote for whoever's cool or whoever's funny or whoever their parents told them to vote for. I'm like, and that is different from us. How? <laughs> like, right? you know, the notion that we are more critical thinkers than like a 16-year-old kid is preposterous. If anything, they're more willing to, they're buck, more open. to buck the party line, to buck the social expectation, to buck what everybody's telling to us to do. To see something different Man. and say we can do it differently. We need, we need to get them to vote because uh, – because things would change in this country. For I think sure. so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the I think the anti-racist teacher honestly looks like somebody who listens, and somebody who is willing to be vulnerable, someone who's willing to be transparent. And so when when they get called out, and it's been a while since I've been called yeah, out, yeah. But um, but when they get called out, where they can where they can just say, hey, you know what? You gave me some things to think about. That's right. I apologize that I don't have a response right now. But let, let me let me soak on this. Let me let me ponder this. You've given me a lot to think about. And I think even that act in and of itself, even if you come back and say, you know, I, I still hold to this belief. This belief. I still I but still I, believe the I evidence demonstrates this. But when you say to a kid, you've made me think. And I don't I don't have anything smart to say about it. And let me let me soak on it. And then you revisit that conversation. But I think first and foremost you have to listen. You have to really listen. Like, not like a lot of us listen while we make our point in our head yep, and we're like, yep. okay, okay, good. No, no, no. All yep. right, all right. I heard you. Now you're going to hear me. <laughs> now you, now you're Which makes you feel bad behind to dismiss that child in your room the other day. <laughs> that's all but, right. He can get dismissed that way he sometimes. He can, he can. Um, but yeah, so that's a, it's, it's important to kind of look at that. And then I think the other part of it is when we offer our voice in support of these issues as they relate to our students, I recognize that this is very difficult in some places. We have a friend out in Aurora who just went through the ringer. Yes. Um, yes. Not even for something that she said, right? And we know that this is, like, you have to make your best judgment, but I think that when the students raise concerns and when the students are going through something, 
um, you can be their advocate for the things that are happening in their communities because those are really important. You don't do that and you're not really serving the whole child. You're not really serving the community. And so you may not feel invested in Black Lives Matter, but you have black lives in your classroom and they matter. And they matter. And so you have got to figure out a way to hear what they have to say, to tell them that their experiences are valid and true and that they they are very important for us to think about. Yeah, like I think of the, like the scenario that happens often is you have a kid who'll come in and start, you know, complaining about a teacher. Yeah. Right? And, yep. and saying this and that. And I constantly will say, I hear you. Yeah. I get it. I don't always get along with everybody yep, who yep, I yep, have to yep. deal with. Doris Dempsey told me, always say, I understand. I understand. I, understand. I hear <laughs> where you're coming from. But I want to give you just some food for thought. Yeah. Because I want you to have a different perspective because I know you're going to have to go through this stuff. And you're not going to like everybody you work with. Yep. Right? Yep. You're going to have those struggles. But I want you to have strategies because yep. I know you need to be Let's successful. figure out a way to talk to this individual so that you can be successful. And advocate. And sometimes, you know, I very well might go back to the teacher if a kid gives me permission to yep. say, hey, this kid is feeling this way. Yeah. So you really ought to take some time and think about how you're talking to them. Yeah. How you're approaching yeah. them. Because I know you're probably not intending to be yeah. that way. <clears throat> yeah. But this is their perspective. And I think one of the biggest things is we can't change the way kids perceive no. things nope. and nope. see it. It's like in Hamilton, right? Um, you know, you have no control um, over who who tells your story. That's right. That's right. But I can I can help you kind of walk that path yep. and, and help you come to terms with your perceptions, right? Because kids can make misguided perceptions. They can, they can, perceive they can be wrong things about wrong. things. They can be wrong you know? about things. And teachers have bad days too yep. and have life yep. issues. And sometimes going. we're wrong about things also. But that's why I think your point about being open, willing to listen, willing to apologize, yep. willing to know that I'm not always right. Yep. It's not always, I'm not always right. I'm not the master. I'm not the expert. I've been doing this a while, so I have some ideas. Yep. I've seen more things than you have just by being here, but... Right? I've got some wisdom. I've not seen everything. I haven't seen everything. Yeah. But I have some wisdom. Yep. But I, I value your perspective and yep. what you're saying, and I want to hear from you. Yeah. And and it can't be hollow. I've had kids say, well, yeah, we have people ask us for feedback, but they never act on it. That's right. So it can't be hollow, and but you also can't do everything the kids want. So it's all about saying, about being very transparent about, hey, so... I really hear the su suggestion that people are making. It's it's not going to work this time around. Um, but uh, but I thank you for giving me some ideas, and maybe we'll find a way to work it in later on. Um, you know, to saying, hey, you know what? I created this whole thing. You took an interest in this, so let's develop it. Let's a little let's, bit. let's run with it. Yeah. You got to get to a parent meeting. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, getting man. close to that getting time. Getting those kids to Canada. They oh, might not want to come back. Fast. They might not want to come back. I'm just I saying. think some of these kids will be like, yeah. we'd, we'd rather be Canadian citizens. So a couple of, exactly. So a couple of quick things we want to put on your radar. Um, is thanks to the efforts of uh, some members of Black Lives Matter 5280, yes. as well as uh, Aracruz, homeboy at Cafe Cultura. Uh, we're looking at creating some in-person gatherings um, to create a support network for teachers of color in the greater Denver metro area. Or shoot, if you want to fly in, fly in. Fly in. <laughs> fly in, because you know you'd be balling as a teacher. Um, so we want to <laughs> invite you to uh, to either check us out on Facebook, follow Cafe Cultura, check out their website, cafecultura.org. 
um, and uh, and really check us out and see if that's something you want to be a part of. One thing we cannot be is isolated. Yeah. Um, second of all, just some quick Twitter shout outs. We got some uh, loyal fans yes. coming out here. Yes. Uh, so at Haley Vatch, at ASK4, at Susie7692227, at Sarsura underscore 23, at Money Mike 719 and at The Perfect Room. May we meet one day. Yeah. Uh, thank you for following us. You can follow us on Twitter at Two Dope Teachers, Instagram at Two Dope Teachers. Like us on Facebook. Get us to that 300. Yeah. Get us to 300. 300. And, uh, and your grandparents can email us. Two Dope Teachers at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, and uh, so so that's a wrap. I'm Gerardo Munoz. I'm Kevin Adams. And we are inviting you now and always to Stay Dope.